welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, the world building podcast. We throw spaghetti at the wall, and it's up to you what sticks. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. And on this week's episode, we will be world building examples of friendly and altruistic eldritch beings. Basically Santa, but we're making him not Santa. My first instinct when we were talking about this was there's an old Calvin and Hobbes uh, comic where he's listening to the radio uh-huh. and it's about it's, you know, he knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake yep. and he turns off the radio and he looks, he breaks the fourth wall and he looks at the reader and he's like Santa Claus, friendly old elf or CIA spook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I like well, it. And the reason we wanted to go this route is because most of the time, like particularly with the prevalence of the D&D warlock class it's all always... well, i mean literally fucking eldritch yeah. horrors of uh cthulhu and gothic horror genre is like all right, the lovecraft created yeah lovecraft was what i remember it's so evil all of it it's yeah. evil and it's uncaring and it's all very contractual and cold or just chaos just because like uh, like uh well, it's lovecraftian cosmic... is very much like cosmic chaos because every... it's cosmic indifference Mm, yeah. that that's it it's 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 chaos in the unbridled like the universe is indifferent to your feelings and your life and your yeah. existence that's the horror of it is, yeah. is the scale of it so yeah we wanted to flip it and say what if the universe actually cared about you yeah and what if that eldritch horror or an eldritch being that was like yeah i guess it's ancient old magic that is unknowable right like it's Occult. how it works is unknowable right Maybe because uh, because then you're just how do you distinct it from gods? Right. And doesn't, you know, the definition is a bit odd to me. But yeah, we're going with with ancient old magic that is rather unknowable. Right. That is not divine. That is not divine. Right. It is just powerful. Right. But not divine. Right. Santa feels like in, feels like he hits he, the category. Here. I don't understand how he could be anything but he is ancient several thousand years old yeah he is able to traverse the entire globe in the span of a night and spend adequate time to engage in shenanigans in every child's house and eat milk and cookies at yeah. every child's his house. stomach must be so endless because no, his stomach is a cosmic void <laughs> so he doesn't actually get to enjoy any of it or he enjoys it all and it just none of it goes to the same tips. as the bag the bag is also like it's a massive bag of holding in D terms or it just is a cosmic void inside. It, have you it, seen um christmas what's the the kurt russell one the new one like i had uh, no idea it, it's on netflix it was like a netflix one that they did um great no idea. it's it's genuinely good really um, yeah i want to say an instant classic um, bold statement kyle um christmas it, the christmas chronicles i have no um, idea it's on netflix i highly recommend watching it to everybody including, okay. including you uh it's it's As very a friendly fun. neighborhood token jewish for person <laughs> yes <laughs> friendly i don't know uh neighborhood i just not... made you lunch i know <laughs> neighborhood not correct you live in a different neighborhood than me <laughs> I do, but that's true. but um yeah and like in that they go into his bag and then realize it is like uh it's a tardis oh because it's, cool. it's so much bigger it's this big open pocket dimension that exists with inside the bag and it's really kind of a fun twist but, the, cool. but the movie's like great that. everyone should watch it they made a second one i don't think i saw it or maybe i did with my mom and i fell asleep because if i'm on my mom's couch i fall asleep that's, yeah. that's what happens I'll, anyway i'll check it out have you seen rise of the guardians though the owls of gahul no the but it's very much like the owls of gahul okay no i haven't seen so it. rise of the guardians is a movie where it's like 
Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny and the Sandman I think and I Jack Frost about this. all are like the guardians and protectors of children. Yeah. And their enemy is the boogeyman. Yeah. And I, and I love it. it. It's like I saw it on a plane once and I was like, I'm bored. This literally, this is the only thing that I want to watch. And I was like, this is actually stupid fucking charming. Like this is, it's so cute. It's yep. so funny. It's and it's it, like it's actiony too. It was supposed to be like a Justice League, you know, one of like a first shared universe type thing because it came out right after the Avengers came out, but it never went anywhere. I always liked it, but um, Santa Claus in it is played by Alec Baldwin, is voiced by Alec Baldwin. Oh, nice. But he's also because he's all in the North Pole, he's also got a lot of Slavic mythology. So he's big and built and he wears like a thick Russian hat, but he's also got tattoos, like sleeve tattoos, like a Russian mobster. And like on his forearms, one says naughty, the other says nice. That's intense. I was like, that's but he's still obviously Santa Claus and it's Alec Baldwin. I was like, this is actually kind of my favorite version of Santa Claus. Yes, I like it. Yeah. Um, So as we look to world build our own examples here at this menu what are, what what will be the descriptor of, of your noodles you've brought here today hmm. my menu description is can i get four words sure shockingly supportive ancient ancestors okay what about you jewish mother do it Bro, Jew- I, do you know how often have i said to you you've literally just triggered my jewish mother mode yeah i know it's a trope yeah like, don't worry you're a heavy inspiration for this good it's basically you okay so i have a feeling you and i might be doing something sort of similar if this is the case but we'll see so shockingly supportive ancestors um it's a trope in in fantasy and and even these days particularly in political discourse it's almost a common idea that our ancestors were so much better we're so much tougher we're so much smarter that they would be disappointed in us now Right. You know, our use of technology has made us soft. We would never survive in the frontiers like our ancestors did. Right. Like, yeah, that's part of the point of ancestor veneration and ancestor worship is that the they were better than us. They were better than us and they were wiser and they knew things. Right. And there's a lot baked into that. This manifests in different cultures around the world. I want to have a series of eldritch beings where it is not it is not necessarily one eldritch being. But each person, each individual, has sort of a committee of their ancestors who look at the lives that they are currently living and are in awe of them. And I think of this because, you know, think uh, think back to ancient Rome, right? Like, you know, it's it's very hard to put ourselves in a different time and different place, right? Or, or ancient Greek world, naturally. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, when you see people... You haven't, you haven't gotten time travel down yet, Ethan? When you see people like sitting and drinking, like... They had water and wine to drink. Hell yeah. That was it. Like, there was no soda. There was no juice. There was barely milk. You know, it was... I mean, there was juice. But it wasn't as readily available as it is now, right? Like, True. It, I mean, it's thinking of... You'd rather eat the orange than juice it. Exactly. And similarly, right, you know, you open you open our, our kitchen now, and we have spices that before would have only been reserved for royalty. And so I love the idea of, of ancestors looking at their descendants being like, oh, my God, look at the life this person is leading now. They are comfortable. They have more books than us. There's a meme about this that, yeah. that kind of influences. They shit it. inside. They shit inside. Whoa. Oh, my God. They, they, they can eat meat without having to go kill a thing? 
that's that's the dream. And so I like the idea of these people sitting around thinking, how can we be supportive and enabling of this person, our descendant, of whom we are so proud? Okay. And I feel like that sort of inverts a little bit of the trope where it's like, we're, uh, we have to please our ancestors. It's like, no, our ancestors are proud of us. I guess. Look at what we've done as a society. A question is, is this Eldritch? I was hoping the ancestors. I also, so candidly, I also have another idea that I can use if, if needed. I don't think, I mean, I think this idea is cool. I, I'm just questioning, is it Eldritch? Um, you know, hmm. these are just. Is it ancient enough? You I mean? Th- I th- is it magic enough? I guess is my question. Hmm. Is it unknowable? And I guess it depends on how you. Uh, the, the, the unknowable side is hard. The the mechanic of it is a bit, and I, I guess that's where you massage it. Yeah. And, well, I mean, we're using the word eldritch, but really, we're just talking about like some thing that would be like you know, yeah. you know, Spiritual, fine. demonic, whatever. These are just jumping off points. They're not like right, right, right. they're not hard fast rules. Right. This is we're not in the hard world building anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, this is our podcast, so uh, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, I, I, I'm just making the note that the term Eldritch here is harder to apply. And maybe if you just like make it more like nobody knows how this committee is formed or um, maybe they don't even know who the specific ancestors are. They just yeah. know that their ancestors. It's, they know that it's their ancestors. And, and, they I... can, and, like, and the, the magic of it manifests in this in some sort of unknowing, like unknowable, very freaky way rather than just the spirit guardians who show up and are like, the clear ghostly outline of an ancestor looking down upon them and you know that like patronus style kind of thing instead if it was more um a void that they look into and they see like imagery but they don't really and they can feel the presence of something supportive but they Mm. don't actually know who or what is behind it well and also similarly there's a there's a way to do it where we all sort of have go back far enough we all have the same ancestors yeah oh that's interesting so what if it's just it, one it is was well, that just did i just reverse engineer god <sighs> kind of but not really because what if they're because they're not doing anything they're just what are they doing they're providing wisdom support because like because providing emotional support is in and of itself pretty fucking valuable that's where i was going because the whole point of it is like they're looking at the material goods that we have and saying like you haven't right like your your life is is better than mine yeah right obviously this is barring people people living without homes or in in uh, extreme circumstances okay what if you just remove the looking at the materialism thing entirely Mm -hmm. not really relevant anymore Mm mm-hmm and what if it is just unconditional love for everybody that hmm. says, oh, you are you are struggling in your life. And very much in like the way people find comfort in, in, in God for being like this thing that loves them. Right. But usually if you're talking about fantasy, the gods are not loving. Right. They're fucking cruel and they have their own domain and, and they don't give a shit about your emotional right. health. Right. And this is just a, a being. They that, send you to keep smiting zombies. <laughs> yeah. Or they just say, oh, have a good harvest for, and, and give me some of that harvest, baby. Like, they tax you in certain ways. But if this was, like, a your ancestors somehow being able to, like, you know, well, no one actually knows. Hmm. No one knows who this is, but they they clearly have some sort of beef with the gods hmm. because the gods are being too harsh. harsh. And right. they say, whoa, 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 you need to give a little bit of support to these people. Right. They live a hard life. Like, right. love is hard. Raising kids is hard. Uh, you know injuries are hard things that they're dealing with are difficult and you're not giving them any emotional room to to 
to grow. Why don't I you just keep it? giving them tasks and tasks and tasks? Yeah, and tasks and, and, and tasks. And so maybe that's where they become eldritch. That's, is that they're yeah. literally the antithesis of the gods because they're trying to fill in the gap the gods have created. Well, and I like I like that because that falls right into a very niche obsession of mine, which is I've, I've spoken before about my love of like minor curses, but we rarely talk about minor booms or like minor blessings, right? And yeah. it falls there are ways to make this feel very fun and fantasy like mm -hmm. i'm thinking immediately about in deadpool 2 you know there's domino whose superpower is just luck that's, good. that's a good superpower right and, you're gonna have one and there's that whole scene about oh he uh, you know wade wilson or, or ryan reynolds is off screen saying oh you can't make luck a cinematic superpower you know and yeah. as she's going through this whole big truck exploding karate fight with um cable you know it's it's a great scene yeah but it could come across sort of like that where it's not we're not necessarily what's up i was just it was it's like it was vibrating but we're good. oh that might have been my leg was on yeah keep your leg off um but that might be a fun way of doing it is to say these are minor these are minor boons like this eldritch being is not powerful enough to overcome the will of the gods right yeah. they can't say you're going to you're going to be freed from your responsibilities that your deity holds you to. You still have to celebrate the harvest. You still have to go out and, and, and kill the undead. You have to do all of these things that a, a deity might typically task an adventurer mm -hmm. in a fantasy world. But little moments of luck maybe go your way. Maybe like little, yeah. you know, you go, you have had a very long day and you go and find and you're going to make camp and you think you can't find wood to make a fire and then you find one one tree that fell over and has dried up and is perfect for firewood right and it just kind of shows up in these little ways like little ways to help you keep going help you keep moving forward yeah so we're not talking like big magical like eldritch blast type things it's yeah. like little little just, things just little boons yeah but yeah so i i, I liked that because for me, sort of, like, which is why I was saying this might bridge into your territory, is yeah. that parental feeling of, yeah, you know, like you just said, when you're on your mom's couch, yeah, you fall asleep, right? It's very common to associate parents with, like, feeling safe and secure. And, like, yeah. if they're, as an adventuring party, if you could feel like, oh, I'm making, I'm making rations for my camp, but I can feel my ancestors guiding me as I make it right. So yeah. to make it tastier for my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think it works. Yeah. And I think, I think the angle of they are intervening where to fill that gap makes it, makes it really fun from a world building perspective because it creates an obvious reason for it. Right. Of like, Oh, there's like the gods are just like overbearing. These guys need a little help. Just help them a little bit. Because then it's also like, say, say you're jamming something. This is a great reason for like uh, GM intrusion. Intrusion. We're playing in the cipher system right now, which has a mechanic of intrusion where you just get to provide something, but it's usually supposed to be a bit more negative. Yeah. Uh, but it also provides a good reason to just randomly give a character inspiration or give a character a win. Something something's going wrong. It's a treat. Yeah, and but it's like a uh, it's a built-in small Deus Ex Machina. Very small. Um, where you just say, oh. They can't solve this puzzle. Right. Here's a little bit of luck because of, what's this Eldritch being's name? 
Are you guys the, the ancestors? I'm, no, I want to call it something different. Um, the ancestors. I feel like the ancestor no, is pretty good. The, it, it is. That gets there, but it's... Um, hey, I'm going to call it the hug. Because you feel like you're getting sure. You feel like you're getting a hug. Fucking hell! All right, so the hug. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I'm imagining if you're like at a at a table and then you decide to give your players the hug and you just walk over and hug one of your players, yeah, and then like whisper in their ear like the the thing that's gonna help them, right? You're like, oh, you've got the hug, and and then just say the latch is behind the door, right? And then just. pull back i love that that's actually very funny yeah it's a funny write that into a tool into a rule book that'd be a lot of fun it's a great way to fuck with your players too just to make it like extra like weird and like this is a strange game but all right thanks for the love bro and i'm sort of imagining it visually as looking i'm I'm imagining it visually as it's taking shape as looking like baymax from big hero six you know the big white fluffy marshmallow looking guy i don't know you haven't seen Bay- uh, Big Hero 6? Okay, oh, sure. You don't like animated stuff. No, really. Big Hero 6 is is very good and very cute. Okay. But um, he looks like a big marshmallow man, basically. Yeah. And it's like, that's what it could look like. It's like this big, friendly, like, Hi, hello. I'm here to hug you. I'm here to give you a hug now. Oh, all right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So that's it. just very, I, because I think so much emphasis is always put in 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 fantasy worlds and in world building on understandably because it's so often tied with storytelling that it gets into big drama it's it's these big flashy powers it's these big yeah it's it's, it's the big shit right and i'm i this for me feels like a much it's it's an easy way to exactly to to make something subtle and understated and mundane but still very much magical like more more magic realism rather than straight fantasy so, the hook. Yeah, 100%. Love yeah. it. What you got? If I were to say to you, Ethan, specifically, I'm sick. What do you, what do you say? Do you need soup? Yep. So, uh, <laughs> I basically just recreated Ethan in... Uh, in Literally, this is what I say. Every to, time. I, I just sent a friend soup yesterday. Yeah. And, and you, they were sick. you literally were just like, don't eat lunch um, uh, today. Yeah. Uh, and you brought you, you brought lunch to make. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I'm thinking about a caretaker a like just a jewish mother figure that is always around but um only appears when people are sick Hmm. or like so it's not really about about the emotions it's about um just like physical like uh maslow's hierarchy of needs they're stepping in providing soup you know like helping uh put a like a wet cloth on somebody who's who's got a fever but you don't really see them Hmm. so i was thinking of them as very much this mythical figure type of thing like Hmm. like a tooth fairy you know where they come to you, but you, you won't see them. Right. Um, we'll call her Salfra. Salfra. Okay. Um, fantasy so it, name generator? Yeah. Always fantasy name generator. It's the best website on the internet. Well, not true, but it's just a really good it's website. So far from it. <laughs> but it's really fucking good. If it world building, it's the best website on the internet. I'll say that. I think Google Translate's better. They're both good, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Google is a corporation. So Fantasy Computer is a small business. So I want to support them. So Fair. fuck you. Fuck you. you. Fuck you. Um, so Fuck you. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. 
so software will just show up whenever you're sick. It's kind of that's kind of the extent of it, honestly. It's it, it's not particularly complex in terms of the mechanic of it. It's that this being that shows up for people when they're sick, but not but only if they're alone. They won't they oh, won't show up interesting. if it, someone else is in the room. So like if they have a friend or a sibling or a parent already taking care of them, then 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 she won't show up. Oh, I like that because it, one, they don't want to reveal themselves. Right. She, she's staying. She's staying like she's a mystery figure, very much where. People have, have think they've seen glimpses, like the, whoever is being taken care of mm-hmm. thinks they see what she looks like, mm-hmm. but they see like some visage and there's some similarities, but no one really knows exactly what, what this person, what this figure looks like. Is they it just, one of the things where like software appears differently to each person, like the person yeah. they most associate with well, care and nurturing? I think, I think in the spirit of the Eldritch side of things, it is, it is hard to fathom what they look like. Mm. It's hard to like fully capture it. Mm. And to describe it because it's mm. kind of so unnatural mm. that it doesn't it defies standard uh, descriptors. Mm. That's what I think it might might be. Yeah. Um. To keep keep like it what did it Eldritch. look like? It looked like safety. It's yeah. Like it, or it looks it, like a feeling. It looks like it looks like a like a mountain with eyes and there's a and there's a tongue coming out of it. You know, just something that's like so off Absurd. the wall. Yeah. It's so yeah. off the walls and so hard to to capture people just say all types of shit and, right. and so no one really knows exactly what it is they've just created their own interpretations based on some commonalities but it's right. like it's like drawings of um cthulhu where you're like what? they all have similar characteristics but no two look exactly the same yeah, exactly yeah but and then also because she doesn't want to show up if, if someone's going to take care of she's going to help somebody else mm. and Im- i imagine it would be they can only be at one place at one at one time, and yep. they're very much kind of like teleporting in. They are not a god, so they are not everywhere. They are not uh, omnipresent. Right. They, they show up right. where they're needed. Mm-hmm. Take care of people, bail, and then they leave. So then, what I was thinking about was what would this mean? And my my first thought was you would create a society that's rather dependent upon Zelfra. People would stop learning how to care for others. People would people would potentially stop. Hmm cooking as much people would, would, would no longer know how to do first aid how to help fever how to do various things that these caretaking tasks are being uh just transfer on mm. it's like a they're like, being outsourced yeah it's like a it's like a boomer dad post-divorce yeah, yeah. they can't help the kids right they're, they're lost mm. that's what they're creating in the society mm. just these people who are dependent upon selfers um you know services hmm. for lack of a better term and some people aren't but then a lot of people just because they're like well we're just going to leave the room like right. parents are right. like to their kid we're gonna leave the room let software come in and, and deal with you help you out she's better than us anyway so then they just go out and like it's very Anne rand of you <laughs> i'm i'm not endorsing it <laughs> but i mean like it's because they know this being will be there so that they're just like well, well we'll just step out let her take care of it she's better than us and then uh, also we don't have to like spend money on on food, you know the like the the the, the soup that this eldritch being brings is so tasty and so nutritious. It's like you eat that and you're full for two days, and we don't have to bring any. We don't have to spend any money, you know, shit like that. Where it's really just people lean on it. I hear you. Well, that's good. The mics are on. I think hilarious. I. Th- think there is one way of looking at it there there is another way of looking at it which is 
does Safra. I, I was making a joke about Ayn Rand, but now I'm genuinely thinking about it. You know, what do we often say that the benefits of like universal health care or, or, you know, um, universal basic income are, right? That it frees people to do other things, to do other things because yeah. they don't feel that same intense existential threat of yeah, interesting. not having money or health care, right? So if yeah. you could offload this, not necessarily offload completely, but like, hey, child, I don't need to worry. You're going to be okay. Obviously, and, and software, I imagine, does not save, does not heal magically. Like, it's not like... You... I'm thinking like in extreme circumstances, like, you know, it, it, software is not going to cure cancer. I think you could do either one. Okay. We can go with, with that is not on the table. Okay. If you want, if that's where you're going, just say, yeah, she's not, she's not providing any like magic. She's any magical healthcare. She's just providing like magical food that is right. just like super new, like, like Lambus bread style. Right. Um, yeah. That's what she's and, doing. And that's again, why I say that word nurturing, right? Like yeah. it is that. So that's why like, I, I called her a caretaker. She's right. just a caretaker. She's not a doctor. Right. Not caring. It's just like, I can leave my sick spouse, child parent whatever and know that for the five hours that i'm gone they're going to be watched after someone's going to be it's going to be okay yeah someone's going to be there to like if they spike a fever they'll put a cool hand on their head right yeah keep them cool right if they get hungry there will be soup if they get thirsty there will be water right it's it's really just you know if they can't sleep there will be twinkling music that starts playing in their ears, oh, right? To lull oh, them to sleep. I you like, know, I like that. That's a good. It's, that's a it's good little. Addition. It's those are the little things. Yeah. Right. I think. That, <clears throat> excuse me. That's sort of what's what's sticking out to me. Yeah. In, in this is that I want to draw limits between again uh, these and the gods, right? Where there's like curing the sick. Cure, like literally removing disease. It's yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's a that's a different bound. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's not what I mean. She's just a caretaker. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you could do, you could do a thing where it is just where there is a being who comes in and cures, cures the sick. I mean, because imagine, well, this is slightly less altruistic, but say they do come in and cure the sick. They cure the sick, and in exchange for a pact. They say, oh, you're not feeling great? Depending on the severity of the illness, they say, I can cure that for you. You're just going to require a pact here. And then they just get an army of warlocks of, um, you know, varying degrees of maybe it, it, it's like well, it could for be. one month or maybe it's for the rest of your life, depending on if, if it was you had, a, you had a really bad cold or a flu. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you better. But can you help me out tomorrow? I just need you for tomorrow and then you're clear. And then you can have people who are who are terminally ill. Okay. And it's like the rest of your life you owe to me, and then you, you go from there. So let's take that to another level. Okay, it is a collection. Safra man, manifests as caretakers, and it is all people who are just sent to different houses, almost like Mary Poppins style, to take care of people who are in need they knock on the door and they open it up and it doesn't matter man woman it's just i'm safra yeah and they are the caretaker okay and they are given strength and knowledge to to provide this care and nurturing yeah by this eldritch being 
Okay. But it's all individuals. It's a collection of individuals. Yeah. Interesting. Right? So it's not this magical being, you know, like gating into your house. It's a person that was sent there. And I think I think that's cool. I think that adds an interesting dynamic. It's like almost like hive mind, I am Spartacus. Yes. I think, thing. The, I think the hive mind thing is particularly interesting because it becomes, um, you know, this hive mind is able to just inhabit a body for a bit to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea that it's it's always somebody around town. Yeah. It's a neighbor. Because everyone's been helped by software at some point. Yeah. And and they, because they need to be welcomed in. I think right. that's kind of a cool twist. And then it's so it's someone on the street is walking and because software doesn't want to invade homes. So that's, right. like, that's like a rule. Yeah. Or that's some part of the myth is that they're unable to like cross the threshold without permission, like, yeah. you know, like a vampire or whatever. Right. Uh, so if someone's walking in the street, they might just take over that body and say, Hey, sorry, you're about to, you're about to help take care of somebody. And then just veers them, does it. And then brings them back out. Mm-hmm. And then they like, or not even bring them back out, just maybe brings them back to like the front door, has them break it. So then they, they recognize to the family. They just helped like, Oh, mm-hmm. did I just, did I just solve for it? And, and they're like, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh cool I, I hope that was helpful yeah i'm gonna go back to work now bye yeah. and you know you, cr- you create like a fun community feeling as well yeah. because you get you create a lot more bonds of this individual didn't do it but their body did mm-hmm. and we somehow have gratitude towards them any any harsh feelings can be put aside any rivalry because you just say no 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 the neighbor we hate or just don't like just came in mitigated. and saved our and saved our kid's life right as Salfra. We right. have it, it. It lessens that feeling because right. you just by association are like, oh, but you did save. You right. did save. It was life. your hands that like came in. That yeah. came in and and tucked me in. Yeah, I think we're we are like the in that eldritch beings are unknowable and yeah. weird and yeah. strange, and we're playing around with the borders of that because this They're is so unknowable and weird and strange. Yeah, and we, we took away the evil anyway, so it's like we're already kind of just in in new ground, but then we're also just making beings that are altruistic and very magical but aren't gods, which right. is, you know, yeah, of, spirits, fairy tales, yeah, but all that shit. But something in your conversation, I'm going to break protocol here for a second. I'm actually going to go back to the hug. What you just said made me think about like yes, we need boundaries on these things. We need right like boundaries make things interesting. Most fairy godmothers, most you know spirits, Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny. Yeah, yeah. These are spirits that are primarily that primarily engage with children. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a caveat on it and say that the hug is only for adults. It does not appear to children. I like it. Just I, as a just as a limiting factor. Yeah, yeah. Right, like the. Because then it's the parents are getting intervention to be like, here's how you, you help your kid. You need to right. build this relationship with your, with your child. Right. It's not on me. Right. It's a, I'm not going to take care of the child. I'm not going to do this for you. Yeah. I'm an emotional support to you. To you. Yeah. Like. Plus, let's be real. Adults need a hug more often probably than kids do. I don't know. I think people just need hugs. Yeah. I think they do. People, because people continue to hug kids and treat kids like they're special, but people don't do that for adults. Correct. Yeah. So. And the hug sounds like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Fleshing this out in my head. It is Mr. Rogers. But all right. Well, I think that's probably that idea. Yeah, uh, I think so, so. Speed round. Speed round. What you got? Pretty simple and kind of similar to an idea you once pitched about a multi-level marketing scheme. Mm. Uh, basically, I was just thinking it would be fun if there was a, a 
a very powerful eldritch being mm-hmm. trying to make warlock packs mm-hmm. but they just wanted a it, but they were doing it because they didn't want anyone to feel left out because yeah. there was other was like other eldritch beings making like powerful deals with people yeah. and then this uh, or devils or somebody and they're like well i want everyone to feel a little bit special and get a little bit of magic so mm-hmm. they just make tiny little deals with, with a bunch of people just like you can cast a spell like one spell you can cast right. one spell you can cast one spell everybody's it's the oprah style of just everybody gets a little bit of something but not anything that's all that powerful and it's you know just just so that everyone can feel included uh, and they don't actually want like anything that. out of it. They're just like, I want people not to feel left behind. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. What, what do you got? Um, different. Uh, seven Deadly Sins. Uh, this is, again, based off an idea that I had earlier where uh, it's the seven deadly sins, but the good sides of them. Yeah. So it's not anger. It's not wrath. It's, no, I'm justified in getting angry that someone's mistreated me. It's not gluttony. It's, no, I've been working hard. It's okay to have okay. a little bit of a treat. And so it's these beings that represent all of these things that are most commonly seen as vices for us and turns them into virtues mm-hmm. and works to make you works to provide them for you when you need them. So gives out the again in the emotional support vein um gives out the you know it's not pride it's not cockiness it's it's this feeling of pride that yeah yes i i i it's okay but very specifically limited to turning the sins into virtues yeah that works um okay so then looking back what's mm. stuck for you i really like the software hive mind i think that the hive mind was a, i think that's the best thing you did i think i think the best thing i ever did i think that was six for me too yeah like i think that just that that it 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 changes it so much. Yeah, I think that's that's really neat um, because, like, Eldritch being or not, that's just a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, that will be what I remember thinking yeah. back on this episode. I think same. Yeah, I, 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 I that's all it stuck for me. Yeah, yeah. awesome, cool, easy. Well, the yeah, easiest. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, we've never done that before. <laughs> uh, well, then uh, that's what stuck for us. Let us know what stuck for you. Emails was in the show notes. show notes. Show notes. Yeah, there's no comments on the podcast app. Um, but there should be. No. Well, no. Nope. There, there shouldn't, shouldn't be. be. Terrible uh, idea. Absolutely Terrible awful. Terrible idea. Yeah. That, wow. that would. Uh, can you imagine the Joe Rogan comment section? There are already lots of them. Yeah. So, um, well, thanks for listening. We love you. Goodbye. Well, we don't. We don't know you. We don't fucking know you. No, that's the whole point of this episode is that we love. We don't know you, and you don't know us, but we love you. Oh, uh-huh. good point. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Have a hug.